All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you right bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Hey, Bobby, you're on the air. Hey! Long-time listener, first-time caller. What's up? I just, just went... Bobby, a tour of the neighborhood. Bobby just called me, and uh, we were out and about. So we, yeah. we, ex- we explained how the outside is now. Yeah, I got to take a trip to, uh, originally to berate uh, Dave Rader, friend of the show, Dave Rader, for his um, disapproval of a much-celebrated <laughs> foreign film that you and Pingo watched, to much kind, recommended it to him, and he just turned his fucking arrogant nose up to it. Yes. So. Talking about a lot of symbolism in it that I didn't see. I don't see symbolism. I just watch the fucking movie. I don't look for a meaning. If it has a meaning, put it in the graphics. <laughs> hey, he the put meaning his beret on, is... tore the whole thing apart. No, I get it. He did, he couldn't wait. See, I think that was a ploy just to get you over there so he could tell you about all the shitty notice <laughs> inside the thing. And then we went to the grocery. Uh, no, not the grocery. Convenience. That's how long I've been out. I think convenience stores, like a foreigner, I think convenience stores are grocery stores. Went to the convenience store. And Bingo asked me what I wanted, and then she bought me battery acid, masquerading as an energy drink, uh, a green top monster. And uh, you said you never drank. That no, no, energy drinks. I drank three Red Bulls before a show, day drinking in uh, Phoenix. And I, I had been day drinking moderately. I wasn't hammered. It was just sluggish. So I drank three Red Bulls, and I was fucking off my tits. I, I, it was worse than coke. I felt like I was going to fucking have a, a cerebral hemorrhage. When uh, the the nine finger Danny, who you met, when that's one of the first things he uh, he said, you know, because when someone's about to go home, I, we always hit him with like the outgoing um, interview, like, what are you going to? Where's the first place you're going to eat? That's my big thing. And I'm like, are you going to drink an energy drink? Because uh, just the effect it must have, and he did. And when I called him, he was like, oh, my God, I thought I was going to throw up. He's like, I was sweating. Yeah, he drank, like, one of those big uh, uh, Red Bulls or whatever it was, and he said he was just, like, paranoid, <laughs> fucking paranoid, sweating, fucking had the shits for a couple of days. I, um, yeah, I used to drink it because uh, as a, it makes a good chaser because it's actually worse tasting than the liquor <laughs> that I was fucking drinking. Yeah, so I got a tour got to berate a banker, a former banker, and uh, have a tour. You remember pagers? When I call yeah. you, you remember the codes, how they were like little, do you remember that? You ever take part in those little codes? You would like 143 was I love. Oh, yeah. No, I, I only know about 143 from Stern. Uh, it was like 43 was fuck you. 911 was obviously like, I call back immediately, which was overused. I think 69 was just a hack. Yeah, I, 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 never, I never did the codes. I when I dial numbers like one of yours I specific I remember because of like a, a pager code and then I instantly get sad about how old how fucking old I am. We had fucking pager codes. I remember I had a 
I had one that didn't work, and I would wear it around. I was like a 12-year-old, and I'd wear it around because I watched Boys in the Hood or something. <laughs> just I could walk around like I was a cool guy. Someone told me they still have pagers. Let's get them. We're getting them matching pagers. <laughs> I would definitely now. get a pager. I would full get a pager and make such a show out of it anytime it went off. Like, I would quiet everyone down as if you need to be quiet to make a picture. And I would make a big deal out of it, and I'd find a payphone somewhere. They still have those out there? Uh, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure some places have them, but uh, I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw one. Yeah, they're just... I have, one that, I have a non-working one in front of my house. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and you wonder why there's rabid, psychotic fans out there <laughs> trying to call you from a fucking pace on it. Yeah, I, I, got have... a, I get a newspaper machine, yeah. and uh, yeah. I got I, uh, like five parking meters, and uh, <laughs> and the, the phone booth. It's not the full booth. It's just the, you know, the half booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones we're, like, I'm using right now. Yeah. Uh, just with no, we got no slots or anything. Um, I didn't know, I kind of want to ask you this, because I don't think, you've, ne- you've never taken, like, psych meds or mental health, depression shit or nothing, right? No. You ever have issues with depression any more than it, what it just means, like, to be human, I guess? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I think my depression is just natural. Yeah. Or a hangover, alcoholism, depression. Yeah, I... When I went out, when I left, when I left Florida, I went out to the Bay Area. I took like a duffel bag and some tattoo equipment, and was just like, it was bad. And I was using a bunch of drugs, and was just like, I'm gonna go out there. And I didn't realize that what seasonal seasonal depression was. Like I never even. And then I got out there, and the weather. I'm an idiot. I was like, oh, California, sunny skies. And I went out to San Francisco, and I was like, what is this? This is fucking garbage. It was cloudy and rainy all the time. Um, but they did have an a, a open-air drug market, which I kind of kind of <laughs> helped but out. It's like, Raider, I don't see symbolism and stuff. I don't see what's right in front of my face a lot. So, yeah, I, I, I might be as fucking loony as anyone that's on meds. Well, I, uh, because, well, I don't, I don't take uh, depression meds anymore. I, I don't want to become reliant because of my, what all this shit that happened. But the point is, is that I forget that I that I get like bummed out when it gets like that Michigan cloudy shitty gray sky thing, and it's been like that for the last week, and I'm just bummed about it. And I didn't know it takes me a minute to realize why. And then it, I think back a couple months, and I'm like, oh yeah, I was all excited when it was sunny out and appreciated for like. Yeah, I get depressed just watching movies set in in that kind of weather. <laughs> I think they say uh, Seattle has. I don't know if that's true. Has like more suicides or whatever. I think yeah, it's, 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 yeah. As I, one of the things I, you know, I, I'm successful in that I don't ever have to travel in you know shitty weather. I, I, I work northern states during the summer or you know mm-hmm. spring fall, and uh, if I'm working at all in the winter, I'm working southern states. So I never have to see snow or black ice or deal with any of that shit, or wear gloves. Ugh. I get uh, I get annoyed, where, but this is, I'm a hypocrite, or just an unpleasant asshole, because when I come up here, 
um, and it's snowing. I, I, I literally, I genuinely, sincerely get mad at the Native Americans who settled up here first, and then the people who can't. I'm who would move? Who would be like, hey, this is where we're gonna like set up camp? It's fucking snow, especially when I was over the bridge. I'm like, why would people live here? But then I remember when I was in Florida, I used to do the same thing about heat. I'd walk out to get the mail and need a shower, and I'd go, who the fuck? Why would people live? So like anywhere I'm at, <laughs> anywhere I'm at, I'm just complaining about about uh the weather and yeah i wonder if they had i wonder if they had snowbirds before they had uh you know mass transit or cars or trains like if people would just load up the wagon (laughs) they had to leave when it was still winter (laughs) they had to leave when it was winter time i mean (laughs) summertime to make it by then it would be changing well the shit here was bummed me out and i could feel myself like i it's real quick that i get like it turns from being like depressed to like frustration and then to anger and then I'm just saying stuff that'll get me into a fight. And so the last couple of days I've been trying to focus on the the positive parts of prison life and I've been really uh really doing trying to do the annoyingly positive of Bobby C type shit and uh, that's it. That's a good way to get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, this joint is. So, so we go in the chow hall the other day, and you bank like a hard right when you go in there, and there's like this pole that's just a pole metal detector. So if you go near it, it goes beep, and goes off, right? Now, this is before I this is this is the, the, one of the days that made me go, okay, I need to start being more positive. I get irate that no one coming out because the proper protocol in prison is when they randomly put one of those up. They get the first unit, right? They might surprise them. But after that, they tell everyone on the way out. Every other joint I've been to, they're like, hey, there's a metal detector. And no one here really has shit at this joint. But so I come out, and I'm just on one. I'm like, yeah, Dick, turn around. If you guys have anything, they got a metal detector in there. No one wants – I'm just like the the, the crabby old inmate or convict who's mad at everyone because they're not holding up their end of the bargain. I'm like, what if I had an Uzi on me and I – fucking walk in there and none of you assholes said anything and it's just a bunch of new kids that don't know <laughs> that supposed to do that. and uh yeah that was a big sign of mine i rate fucking yelling, yelling at. but the point is they don't get anyone i think they grabbed a pen off of someone <laughs> like, what what's the turnover like for for uh correctional officers it's been crazy lately it used to be there was a lot of guys that were like you know it's a union job 20 30 years um but now it's it's very it's it's really fast. They're having a tough time. But I think we, I don't know if we were talking about it, but they're having a tough time. Everyone's working doubles and triples, mandatory doubles and triples. A lot of new people coming in. They've been closing prisons down and shit. So it's not it's it's a pretty big turnover, especially at this joint. Why yeah, I know that, that, that American prison book. I know that was a private prison, but they were they couldn't staff the place for anything. Those those private prisons are interesting Be- because they have a thing from what from what I've heard I've never been to one but they they took the private prison company rented out a couple prisons that were closed here and started it was they were housing inmates from like West Virginia or wherever it was I think it's where it was West Virginia and we weren't allowed to smoke cigarettes anymore but since they were and they would have like the units like up against each other we weren't allowed to interact but. They uh, they were still, they were still allowed to smoke cigarettes, um, and everyone was irate about it. But um, the fact that they that they have private prisons, I guess. 
what they end up doing a lot of times is writing. I don't know. I saw this on Adam Ruins Everything episode, but they they write a lot of infractions, disciplinary tickets in order to so people get flopped more, so they get their parole denied, which is job security. And yeah, I just something seems creepy about it to me. I don't know. That's yeah. What is it, that? It, it's well, I did. I actually bought stock in Core Civic after I read that book, and it plummeted. <laughs> I sold it at half of what I paid for it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be trying to get on the board. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go advise private prisons about how to better oppress us, and I'll be on their board and just be uh, <laughs> like one of the Jewish guys who used to um, shepherd in his brethren. <laughs> All right, this is getting off the rails here. <laughs> I see this going no place good. <laughs> so uh, I even worked on some prison vocab today, but I think it's, uh, I think I, I realized that it might be, we're running out of, of, sh- of nicknames for shit. And, uh, maybe you should start I, just picking a game of the week. So get some gamblers involved in this podcast. What do you mean? Hey, like take a look at the lines, the NFL lines. And, uh, the last minute where you can do Bobby's pick of the week. Right. Yeah. Did I tell you about the the way the gambling shit? I actually thought about you earlier about this. So when someone, when so this will be, I'll give it, I'll give, have a little bit of a chance to actually explain instead of doing the last minute. So we'll do the prison vocab of the day is ticket. A ticket is uh, a betting. It's what they call the actual slip of paper you get to to to, to make your picks on for gambling on whether it's football or baseball or basketball. It's usually mainly during football, but it's also what they call the entire process. So, so someone will be like, Hey, I'm running a ticket. Um, do you play NFL? Is what they say. And when I was thinking about, you have one minute remaining. Someone said that to me earlier today. And I was like, comedians in prison. That's what Doug would be doing in here. He'd be playing tickets and you, uh, you make your, you know, you make your picks, like it's a seven pick or whatever it is. And you got, and you get the over under and you got to go check circle, they're on these little uh, Xerox type copying tape, uh, copy papers. Yeah. They're little. Strips. And who, whoever wins the most games wins the pot. Yeah, yep. And the, and the yeah, pot will be like. Over. Used to do those in Vegas uh, all the time where I worked in telemarketing. Yeah, they'll be like a thousand dollars sometimes in here. It'll be like big money. It's a pain in the fucking ass. My one of my really good friends ran a ticket when I was at the last spot, and he's you got to have runners in each unit who collect the 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 payments so you can. You can bet whatever you want, you know, you can bet $20 and it's like a 20 to one or whatever the payout is. I don't really, I don't play because I don't really gamble, but, uh, yeah, it's a headache, but you can make a lot of money, but you also have to, you can get hit really hard. And I, people have been stabbed over that where someone hits their. T- Thank you for using GTL. Hi everybody. Mama C here for the complete library, full episodes and bonus content and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about Bobby in prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.